you got to take one task at a time. You got to really think things through and not be too impulsive. And the main key is to focus on the basics. If you can just focus on like the solace is where you find positive happiness. CEOs often feel stuck in the grind of scaling their business and feel like they're missing out on the best parts of life, like family, friends, or travel. On this podcast, CEOs come to take themselves and their companies to the next level. Let's dive into the Millionaire Mind with your host, Dallin Schultz. Hey, welcome back to another Millionaire Mind episode where I have some of the most successful business owners sharing what motivates them to get out of bed every morning and how they elevate themselves and their companies to the next level. And today, we're going to dive into the mind and journey of someone that embarked on a journey into robotics and remote control technology. And what's unique about this story is that he decided to leave his corporate financial job, a good job, to pursue his dream and passion. And he and his co-founder are well on their way to design and manufacture the most innovative unmanned controllers in the world. So you guys are definitely in for a treat today. But special welcome to our guest, Devin Ray. Devin, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Alan. Really appreciate it. And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, definitely looking forward to get into just your journey and your story. And I had the opportunity to connect with Devin before we started recording this podcast. And man, let me tell you, like his story is what I like to portray on this show. And it really helps anyone realize that you can do it. If you have a passion, if you have a dream, if you if you have that desire, you're gonna be able to make it work as long as you don't give up. Now it doesn't mean it's gonna be easy and smooth sailing along the way, but it can happen. So Devin, why don't you share a little bit with our listener, a little bit about who you are and what you do today? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Dallin. So I am Devin. I am a co-founder and CEO of Desert Rotor, and we design and manufacture unmanned drone controllers for land, sea, and air commercial defense military. So we're out here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and what we're looking to do is streamline controls and the compatibility of our controller with all the different vehicles out there. So what we're looking to solve is streamlining all the technology out there into one standard, one platform that can do it all. And listen, when he says like RC controllers, it's probably not what you're envisioning in your mind right now. When I first talked to Devin, I was thinking of the small RC type of controllers, right? No, these are like briefcases, like entire computers in themselves. So if you go to their website, desertrotor.com, right on their first homepage, you'll see kind of what we're talking about here. I mean, joysticks, keyboards, avionics are built into some of these, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah so they're tactile cases. We're working on other ground station forms that are going to be a huge hit, but the current like signature model, it is in a tactile Pelican case and it's used for quick deployment, has a 19 inch screen where you can control again, any of those, any really high end vehicle out there. And the way we do that is through our hardware and software interface. It's incredible. So, uh, Devin, how the heck does somebody get in to something like this? And before <laughs> you share that, like, guys, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to business creation and entrepreneurship, I'm always amazed of 
the things that people come up with and what they start businesses around. I never even would have considered or known that this was a possibility. And that's why I like getting people like Devin on our show so he could share with you his journey to help you figure out and identify what your journey might be or what your path might be. So Devin, go ahead and take us back. Like, How did this come about? I'll take you real far back. I've always, as a child, I always had a deep passion for anything wireless, like a remote control technology, remote control airplanes, cars, anything of that sort. So from like age three on, I've always been involved with that. I was fortunate enough for my folks to invest in a few parts here and there, but there were key parts that helped me really understand remote control technology. Now, growing up, my passions were really focused actually with business, just straight business. That was always a side thing. It was a hobby. Very few people very close to me really knew about it in the very early days. And then, but I always grew with that hobby. But in the meantime, I went through schooling. I went to Indiana University back in 2000 and I went to school for business and came out to Arizona to get my master's in business. That was my focus. I did pursue career in the corporate leadership world. I worked at Morgan Stanley at Vanguard Group for many years in corporate leadership positions. And I always had this this thing in the background though. And over my personal life, I got married and had a child. And I really, around that time, revisited the whole robotics thing, like really, really deeply. I was in a critical juncture in my life. I was going through a lot of uh, personal things with my marriage. I was struggling being satisfied in the corporate leadership jobs. It felt like I was meant to do something else. And it was a really tough professional depression, if you will. And I had a really great job for many years at my previous career, you know, at Vanguard Group. And a lot of folks at that company wanted that job. But for me, I was lacking. It wasn't feeling I was doing what I was meant to do in this world. I was going through a very tough time professionally and personally. It didn't work out with my partner and we had a child and, you know, so we have a treasure. Sedona Rose Ray is our treasure. And when you have a, when you're going through something that all at once, I went through some tragedy too with losing my best friend in a tragic accident. Going through all that at once was really a tough time. And that was back in 2009, 2010 where I was going through a very deep professional struggle. My marriage was falling apart. I just had a child and you're heading to rock bottom there. <laughs> and, that, and I was like, something has to change. Like something has to change. I need to do this for myself. I need to do this for my daughter. I need to do this for my close friend who is now departed childhood best friend. I wanted to do something with my life and it wasn't quite happening in the corporate world. These are big companies, very powerful jobs. And I just focused to what my passion, what was going to keep get me through the day? Well, you know what? It was all of a sudden buying drone components because you know what? They came from the RC world, the remote control world. So we started buying, I started buying drone components on the side while still working. And in time, I just focused all my energy into something positive, something that keep me going, that it wasn't partying and all this other stuff. It was, you know what? Do this for your daughter. Do this for yourself. 
do this for everybody, do this for your family. And I started going back to the airfield. We have an airfield out in North Phoenix, Cape Creek, Arizona, and that's a club. So I've been a member there for many years. And around 2013, drone components started coming out more so, like really 12, 2012, 13. And we started developing and working with them. And, you know, I decided, you know what, you know, I got this job, but I'm just going to start Desert Rotor. And I didn't know what it quite was yet. So I just bought the domain. I came up with the name and then the domain, the internet site was just like a, really just like a business card. Like, Hey, we know drones kind of, and sure enough, we put that out there. We went to the airfield and you create these opportunities for yourself now. So I was there with my partner and one of the defense companies out here in Scottsdale, they heard there's some guys playing with like robots up in that like toy airfield. Can we bring them in here? So one of the executives came up to us and was like, hey, we need you in a meeting next week. And they were designing some revolutionary unmanned vehicle, like armored vehicle, like vehicles. And they asked us to build a ground station. Can you invent us a ground station? And my co-founder, Joe, at the time was like, ooh, <laughs> you know, and Joe, now he is a brilliant engineer. He worked at Orbital Sciences during rocket algorithm dynamics. But he had that passion, right? The RC, the remote control passion. And like-minded individuals get together. And then we got to this meeting and we're like, yeah, I think we can do this. They were bidding out to the big defense companies. We submitted our bid at a good price. And they're like, you guys got it. And we had the proof of concept wow. and then the production version. And it was a success. And in that process, my team, we're developing our team now. As I put the team together, we gained that knowledge now. So we gained knowledge that we didn't even think was possible to gain. But we got the opportunity, we saw the opportunity, we earned it, and then we executed. And out of that, we invented universal drone control. <laughs> when we did the ground station, that's how we approached it. We were like, oh, well, they're going to need to use different radio systems, maybe different autopilot systems. Oh, let's do the architecture this way. And we have patents on this technology. So that essentially made our devices a mobile center. So as we progressed, so we got that contract, Joe and I went a few years into product development. So that takes us about to 2018 almost, because we went a few years into that, about two, three years, because we wanted to perfect it. We were ahead, the industry wasn't quite there, and we perfected the commercial international version and for aircrafts. And you can still do land and sea, but we perfected it to where it can interface with any radio comm link, any autopilot system, and any vehicle type. So we set that standard and we released it internationally. Around that time is when I was like, okay. And like everybody in my management team, at my employer. You, you were still working full time. I was still working full-time at Vanguard. But the great thing is you do well, you still put in, you get the job done. Management there was so supportive, so wonderful. I don't know if I could have done it without them because they were so supportive. They're like, all right, just kick ass in in your position here and then work on Desert Rotor. We want you to succeed in your passion. So I was fortunate to have some management structure there in my line. But the overall pressure was just still over looming. I saw the opportunity. We started selling internationally. We just did a few social media posts. 
And then we started collecting our clients. And then I left my corporate career, my corporate leadership job, and then started the office up here in North Scottsdale. We're nine employees now, and we sell all over the world. We sell to every military branch, a number of intelligence agencies. We're saving lives and changing the world with our controllers daily now. So we've been doing that. We've been really launched it around 2017, 18. But as you can see, it was a massive journey. We had other jobs for a long while. We had to perform in those jobs, right? And then start an idea. But that was like picking at it over time. And then all of a sudden you start gaining traction. And then you start moving with it quicker, quicker, quicker. And then now you also you have something you can sell. Desert Rotor is self-funded, correct? That's correct. That's correct. So, so I think that's important important to highlight here because I think a lot of people, when they think about starting a business, they think they need investors or they need the seed capital. And although that can help accelerate things, I've also seen how it's hurt people because they don't have it figured out yet. So they get all this money and they blow through it trying to figure it out. Where your approach, this was something you did on nights and weekends. You were still yes, still weekends. working a full-time job and you were able to self-fund. And even though it took longer than maybe yeah. what some other business did, you're self-funded. You don't have other investors or some VC funds or private equity funds that are trying to tell you what to do. Like You were able to grow this, to me, what it sounds like at an appropriate pace with where you were at in your life. And I think that's important for our listener because you have no excuse. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're working a full-time job or not. There is no excuse. Devin just shared with us how he was able to do both of these at the same time. So that's incredible. And Devin, I want to go back a little bit to something you said earlier on. There's the saying, when it rains, it pours. And when it started raining in your life, personal life, professional life, like everything just came crashing down the struggles in your personal life, professional, losing one of your best friends, right? We talked a lot on the show about how things happen for you, not to you, but in the moment, it sucks. And you're not the first successful business owner we've had on the show that's gone through crap, where crap just hit the fan. But when they look back on it, they're able to realize like that's what I needed to get to where I am today. So let's talk about that for a minute because- in those moments, like a lot of us have been there. You lose a loved one, your relationship falls apart, you lose a job, maybe it's getting fired from your job out of the blue, and you're like, oh crap, what do I do now? And then that sparks opportunity. What were some of the things you mentioned that you found solace in flying? That was like yeah. the one good thing that you felt you could bring into your life when everything else was going on. To somebody that might be going through something similar to that right now, what advice based on your experience could you share with them just to help them yeah, keep pushing and get through? Absolutely. And the first thing's first, like you take one day, you really got to take one day at a time. You got to take one task at a time. You got to really think things through and not be too impulsive. And the main key is to focus on the basics. So whether it's fishing, is that your passion or is it knitting or is it making nutritious foods. People have turned all that into big corporations. And if you can just focus on like the solace is where you find positive happiness. Now there's negative stuff out there that can mask it, right? So you could either mask it or you battle it and hit it head on and you find solace, whether that again, it's working on your car. Maybe there's a lot you can do in enterprise in all these different passions that people have. 
and focus on your family and rebuilding a positive existence. But like you have to take things one day at a time, task by task. And it took me a good solid like two years after, you know, the fall of my my marriage to really, really gain that higher level traction because everything goes gray. When tragedy happens, your future, everything just all of a sudden and it's like, wait, where's my identity? You lose a job, you lose a loved one. Because you envision them in your future, you envision, you manifest a reality that's all of a sudden not there. And that gray zone, you don't want that to just completely collapse you. You want to create, you want to, you have an opportunity to do anything. You have a wide open gate. So Dallin, you mentioned everything was, a. I knew even in the time I was like, if I can kind of make it through the day, this might be a blessing in disguise one day. And it's sure has been a huge blessing to size in that very critical time it, this was like a two year not even at all that happening at once and you've got to find solace in what makes in your passions absolutely so even, that could lead to enterprising opportunities and so even in that when you're going through this you were telling yourself there's got to be something good that's going to yeah. come from this that was something you were telling yourself frequently yeah. Was that belief ingrained into you, that mindset? Like what influenced that? Personally, what influenced... I'm sorry, go ahead. I want to get your insights because somebody else could be going through the same thing and have a completely different mindset. Right. So what helped me personally was not being shy about it, owning the situation and reaching out to people around me that are very trusted and close, whether that's my brothers, my parents, my other closest friends. I was very fortunate that my support network, they saw everything I was going through and they did help. So you don't want to be shy about that. Helped me build that confidence and that, okay, I can at least focus on things that make me happy first and then build from there. But I would say for me personally, because I didn't really have that set, right? It's like something hour by hour I was trying to develop towards. And then for me personally, the people around me, my family and my closest friends, that pays huge dividends in those times to get you back on track too. Hey folks, I got my good friend, Julie Holly here to share with you something exciting she has coming up here in a few weeks that I myself will be participating in. And I was actually able to talk my wife into joining me as well. So super excited for it coming up. But Julie, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your event you have coming up. Awesome. The Conscious Investor Growth Summit is coming up and it is really the charcuterie of all events. Instead of drilling down into one isolated topic or asset class like self-storage, multifamily, crypto, you know, whatever, mindset, health, we're wrapping it all in one. And this is a powerful opportunity for you to like just nourish and replenish. And to Dallin's point, bring your spouse, bring your partner along. We're talking about everything from tax strategies, building credit, buying businesses, investing in assisted living facilities and other real estate to gut health and having our health as our wealth, being hyper-focused, making mental breakthroughs. It's really that place. It's the refueling station. And what is best, it's in the gorgeous Coeur d'Alene, Idaho at the resort right there on the lake. So you break free from the hustle of the metro areas so you can enjoy nature, walk on the beach because it's right there at the door or take a trail run. So you're really able to break free and renew yourself completely. 
definitely looking forward to it. So folks, go to ConsciousInvestorGrowthSummit.com. Check it out. You'll see what we're talking about. And Julie has some incredible discounts going on for our community. So if you use my first name, Dallon, D-A-L-L-O-N, as a promo code, you'll see those incredible offers that she has for you. Awesome. Thanks, Julie. We look forward to seeing you in a few weeks and we'll get back to our show. What you just said there, I think, is critical for life whether it's business and life. And that's having that support system around you, people that you can rely on, that you can depend on. Because when you go out and you start a business, there's crap's going to hit the fan too within the business. Yeah. There's going to yeah. be things, there's going to be unexpected things. But if you have the right team around you, if you have the right partners, then you can really help each other through those tough times and go in with that mindset is like, there's got to be something good that comes from this. There's this quote I heard recently and they stated that problems mean you're on the path of progress. And I love that because I think we all have this unrealistic fantasy that we'll have a successful business that doesn't ever have any problems. I don't think it exists, to be honest with you. I've interviewed over 100 yeah. people on this show, and even the highest producing revenue businesses still have challenges, still have problems. And so it's not something you can just set it and forget it. A business is a living breathing organism and you can put in systems you could put in automations you could bring in technology but at the end of the day a lot of it is based on people and so people are living breathing organisms right and so it takes more time more effort than i think a lot of people realize but if you have the right system the right network around you it will help you navigate some of those choppy waters that will come and it sounds like you experience that and they're the ones that helped you really develop that mindset to just keep pushing. And you really can find that path of strength and you pull on it because you're like you mentioned a moment ago, like I went through so much then, like problems don't seem like problems after going through stuff. So now it's like an always kind of stage back. I was like, ah oh, well this is nothing <laughs> compared to woo <laughs> back then. So it does help build resilience. If you can take it that way, that's the path to take. Support is huge. And it's understanding that you're going to learn from it. Now we're in the moment, it sucks, right? We're not trying to discredit what people are experiencing and feeling when crap's hitting the fan. Um, but you you mentioned something and, and I couldn't help but to, to think about this uh, example metaphor, if you will. You mentioned when you were going through this, it was just gray, like this gray zone, like your, your future didn't seem as bright. I grew up in upstate New York and beautiful country, outside of the four months of November to like February, because it's gray. It's gray for three to four months at a time. And I know there's places in the country that are more so than that. And growing up, I'd always get into this funk and I didn't understand. I didn't know why. And then springtime would roll around and the sun would start peeking through the clouds. And I felt something inside. I felt alive again. And this is exactly why I live in Arizona now. You don't have to shovel sunshine and you get sun, what, (laughs) 300 and... 64 days out of the 365 days out of the year. But for me, I need that sun. I need I need to be able to see and pull energy from that just to feel better, feel motivated with things. We experience this in our personal lives. We experience this in business. And when you have a lot going on, those clouds come in, those gray skies really come in. And it's hard sometimes to really see the light, to see the future. So in this moment, having your support system, finding some solace and flying, doing the passion for it. That's really what helped you push through that season. 
Yeah. And then you started emerging out of that and you started seeing light and opportunity coming in. So I think that's just a, just something to consider and think about. Like it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like business is hard. Life is hard, but you get the right people. You follow your passions and you can make magic happen. And you experience that because of your flying. That's where you met your current business partner. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. And also some other employees of ours, when the clouds clear up and you persevere through it, you're in a stronger reality. You're great. Your manifestations are even more powerful than you could ever envision or believe in from the future. So I started thinking real big too, after the clouds clear, it's like, well, I can do, I got through that. So, and I think that's a great example of things happening for you, not to you. You took that that right approach, learned from it, and you used it as strength. You used it as rocket fuel to get you to where you are (laughs) today. So Devin, as we pivot a little bit, share with us a little bit about that experience leaving your corporate job into this full-time, because I know that can be challenging for a lot of people as well, because there's this safety, security, you're getting a paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. So I was raised, always seek security. You need to have a job. That's you know, going to pay you a lot, and but it's like a guarantee, you know? So those, and that's like, oh, okay. So I was in that model and I took steps where I was in my mindset. I was like, okay, if, if we develop a full tech stack and we could sell it and I'm still like at my company, like that's a safer transition. So I was able to take my idea to reality at that point. But like, going back a little bit, I was very transparent. I had a a pretty solid management reporting in my line. <laughs> it's not always like that. And they knew I was struggling. Even my professional, they knew like, okay, he wants to do more. He doesn't feel like he fits in. He's not really happy with the challenge. The challenge is very easy for him. He's not moving in the directions he wants to. Okay, how can we help? And like they saw I was going through the personal life trauma and as I developed, they saw I was taking positive steps, or at least my management line. They're like, okay, this is good. This is good. And I think there was always an understanding. You never want to be like, oh, I'm going to start a business soon. You know, this place sucks. No, it's like, hey, I'm going to kick butt here. I'm going to still work for that, try to get the highest bonuses, the highest raises. So that's never a question. That's, that's a trust. work ethic thing. That's something that is obviously ingrained inside of you. Because when some people are miserable at their job, they stopped, but you didn't, you leaned into it. You wanted to prove to them that, Hey, even though I'm going through hell, I'm still going to show up. I'm still going to get my job done. And I think that mindset there, Devin, I think it's safe to say that that's really what helped power desert rotor as well, because you just leaned into it and you obviously know how to work, you know how to perform, but because you leaned into that, you were able to receive additional help and support from your corporate boss. Listen, let's be honest. You don't hear about that very often, yeah. but makes you wonder, is it more the corporation or the individual, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. That leaning into it was really hard, but I was using motivators. You know, I was thinking about my daughter a lot. I was thinking about what Desert Rotor could be. I just didn't want to mess anything up. Yeah. You know? Also, like it was more of a... I had motivators and fear. So I think that was kind of part of it too. It wasn't all gung-ho. It was, that was a really hard lean, but I was fortunate in having some support there with some tenured leaders. Like I was in a good slice of the business 
and I was around them for many years. And a lot of other employees, they shift around, they shift around, and they just don't get that support. But I think if you lean into something, I just wanted a good out. I wanted a positive out because that company taught me so much structure that I needed for to lead a tech manufacturing company and design. So yeah, it happened. <laughs> That's awesome. And then you had this opportunity with this contractor in Scottsdale that really helped yeah. get things rolling. And man, it's been cool just listening to your story and how it's all started. And I think there's so many nuggets from this episode that our listener will be able to go back and draw from. And Devin, I knew this interview was going to go by quick. I knew it was. We're coming up on time. And so as we start wrapping this up over the next yeah. few minutes... What's next for Desert Rotor? What are some of your goals? Where are you guys heading? So opportunities are pretty wide open for us because we're at an inflection point where we can get our hardware and our software internals to any size ground station. So we have a tactile case one, but now we're working on hands. We're actually releasing as we speak a tabletop ground station that's built into a table, like any type of uh, van, truck, command center. So these are universal drone controllers that can do a lot. They're really robotics, one universal robotic controllers. So at inflection point where, hey, we can actually design, we got past a lot of the hard engineering and now it's time for us to get these new product lines out to scale manufacturing. There is at a certain point when you're in like tech design and manufacturing, you do have to look towards, okay, where can I get capital to make this vision? even grow further. So we're looking to complete a seed round just to get us through this inflection point. So we have the physical infrastructure to produce all this great innovation. So at a certain point, you do have bootstrapping that gives you a lot of control and, and ownership, right? But at a certain point, you do want to get certain key players it's about that like support system that we were talking earlier businesses eventually they may hit an inflection point okay you may want to bring in some trusted partners to help scale with that experience and then you don't actually have to dish out so much right so because we have a fully developed tech stack with the manufacturing behind it so what's coming up for us is growth so we're going to be growing we're going to be scaling the staff we're going to be moving into a new office in the next, I would say, quarter of this beginning of the year. We're done with a lot of the design engineering for our next controllers. So we're going to start putting that in the physical form, getting that all ready with all the manufacturing processes. And like I said, we'll bring on some strategic partners that will help with accelerate that growth. We have the opportunity now because the opportunities grow. So now the opportunity is, okay, now we legitimately have the opportunity to be world leaders, like the total world leaders in this new mobile device that we have patents on. So we got to think bigger. So that's where we're heading. And that is also all very strategic from growth in the model, but it's all looking really great for the future here. Super cool. That's exciting. And you've spent so much time putting together a proof of concept 
to now right. you have things ready to go and you're just at this point of takeoff. So it's going to be really cool following your journey over these next few years and just seeing what where you're able to take Desert Rotor. So this has been excellent, Devin. Thank you for coming on and sharing with us your journey. And uh, yeah. there's four questions I like to ask every guest at the end of every show. And so the first one being is, what is one absolute book recommendation for those looking to scale and further develop their millionaire mind? So through that process, you really need to hone in on your communication, your sales type skills. You know, you got to sell a concept. You got to sell a product eventually. You got to advise. You got to influence. You got to lead. So one thing that really helped me was this was a professional book. And it's called The Trusted Advisor. It was a book that we read in in the corporate setting. And what that is intending to do, that it's about being a trusted advisor. And that's an elevated kind of spot from, let's say, just straight sales or salesmen. And it's about educating and consulting. And that's how you can influence, you can sell. If you take a very educational approach and becoming the trusted advisor, you can accomplish anything. That helps in the sales standpoint. So I lead sales for the company and being an advisor really helps our clients. So when our clients are looking to buy our systems, they want to hear our experience with all these different options they have in radio links and autopilot in the controls. They know we have that experience because we're universal. We work with all these different people. So educating, advising tech companies, defense companies, the military. Hey, have you tried doing it this way? Then they're like, wow, this, that's part of... Se- they want to come back and buy, right? Because you're helping. Um, you're helping and you're serving helping, them. Right? Yeah. So it helped me take that approach all around, whether it's my partner, an engineer, a business leader, a potential investor, whoever, because that really does buy in. People buy into the knowledge and it's really an engaging way to communicate and get the job done from really any level straight to the sales. But when you're leading a business or starting a business, you've got to be able to sell yourself your idea, but you want to do that educationally, right? Yeah. And let people understand what you're trying to solve. Value-based sales. It's not a hard sell. You're educating, providing that value. Love it. So trusted advisor is the book recommendation. Devin, what has been one of your favorite quotes that you've embodied and lived by? So it definitely deals with, I wouldn't say it was my entire life, but like when I saw the benefits of focusing on passion and what it can lead for yourself and many other people and the world itself. So there's this quote, passion is what drives us to achieve the impossible. I don't know who quoted that, but I think if anything, with my experience and story, it shows that if you can focus on something very simple that you're passionate about, you don't know what you can achieve in life. You can achieve that impossible. And I agree. I don't think passion is necessarily required to be successful, but I think it helps accelerate and helps you have a little bit more joy in the journey. Yeah. And it helps you dream and envision a little bit more. So I agree with you. Devin, if there was one thing you could share with a fellow business owner that's beginning or simply trying to get to that next level, what would it be? I would say kind of sticking with the overall conversation is just don't do it alone. I mean, seek advice. Don't be so single-minded in your like, this is the only way to do it. This is going to be successful. Go, let's dialogue it with the professionals or knowledge-based people or your brother 
that could offer something or a friend. A lot of people are very closed up about this stuff. So don't do a lot. Build that circle of advisors that's going to take you there. Love it. Solid, solid advice. Well, Devin, how can our listeners learn more about you and Desert Rotor? Oh, wow. So we have a lot of great resources on our website. There's actually a few case studies. If you just search Desert Rotor on Google, some of our suppliers have done case studies. There's a media link on our website where you can see some of our projects. We did this project, a high altitude drone competition a few years ago. We built an, a drone aircraft that got to 86,000 feet. 86,000 really feet. In two months. So the whole article is all this stuff there about that. And so we focus on ground stations and the controls. Imagine what we could do on the air side, because that's where the passion also came from. Real quick, 86,000 feet. That's incredible. I'm assuming you're aware of this, and I don't know it off the top of my head. What's the average altitude of a typical airline, like say a Southwest flight, just to give our listener an idea yeah. of how high um, you guys that's a, It's a, usually around 30,000 to 40,000 feet, I would say, a typical airliner, maybe a little bit higher than that, not really. But yeah, so about twice as high as the high as a regular flying aircraft at peak altitude. So we could see the curvature of the Earth through our cameras. I don't know if I should be going here. Are you telling me the Earth's not flat? <laughs> yeah, so we could prove that. It's okay, okay. Sorry, I had to throw that out there because this is running rapid all over video. the freaking internet. Footage. It's fabricated, dude. That's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, guys. I had to go there. But uh, Devin, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for your time and sharing your journey. This is just... Thank you let me share. Just an incredible story of how you can make this transfer, right? You can go from the W-2 to entrepreneurship. You can be successful in chasing your passion and whatever you're going through. If you're going through something very, very tough, there's positives that can come from it. Just keep pushing, keep going. So look, this has been an incredible conversation with Devin. And if this is your first time listening, I'm so glad that you tuned in. People have been asking me what my company does. So since I have you here listening to my show, I'll share that with you now. So my company partners with busy professionals just like Devin that are looking to experience significant tax savings, have more to invest and even reinvest their hard-earned capital. And we work with other successful business owners like you by offering them opportunities to invest alongside us in large apartment deals. At Rev, we found that most successful business owners have a strong desire to give and to serve. And we simply provide the vehicle to enable them to grow and preserve their wealth so they can give of their time and financial success more abundantly and freely. If you've been wanting to get involved in apartment investing, but have been too busy to figure out where or how to start, then you can find out how I could serve you by visiting investwithrev.com and schedule a 15-minute discovery call. It can be overwhelming vetting the right investment and the right operator, but at Rev, we make apartment investing easy. Devin, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really thank enjoyed you, the conversation and really looking forward just to connecting more and potentially working together in the Likewise. near future. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share my story. Absolutely. And to our listener, remember, you can't have a million dollar dream with a minimum wage work ethic. So go out there and earn your win for today. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Hope you got value from this episode of The Millionaire Mind, a journey into the mindset of successful business owners. If you want to get results, you've got to take the right steps to get there. 
Dallin hosts a free weekly educational webinar focused on teaching you how to start investing in apartments so you too can experience the benefits of real estate ownership without doing any of the heavy lifting. There you can gain insights, connect with others like you, and ask Dallin all your burning questions about how you can start owning apartments today. Go to themillionairemind.us. That link is in the show notes.